Time for Mindful Mondays. Right here on ITRNRadio.com. Send us your comments, your questions, anything you'd like to talk about. 682-710-1101. Go ahead, sneeze, get it out. No. <laughs> you know, it's always something with me. So if you look at my face, you see it look kind of weird. So I had a root canal. <laughs> so I had the root canal a week before last, which he did all the root canal stuff. And today they had to do the crown fitting. So that's when he drills the tooth down. And then so I got the little crown in the temporary crown. And then the porcelain one or whatever they use will come later. So I'm trying to <laughs> I'm just feel it in my mouth. So that's why I'm doing this. Cause I can feel the, the tingling of the, um, <laughs> of the uh, meds coming off. But I tell you, my doctor, Dr. Curtis, has the best meds. You don't feel nothing. You don't feel nothing afterwards. It's a beautiful thing. Except when this little weird, you know, bring my face back to life. So that's why I'm looking kind of, my smile is kind of crooked. So anyway, welcome to Intentional Talk Radio. You are listening to Mindful Mondays with Dr. Corliss P. Bennett. I am Dr. Corliss P. in the house coming from you live and oh my god you guys i walked into my apartment and it was only 83 degrees and i'm love it because last week or the week before it was 98 and i was dying i have no air and so i welcome 80s from this point i will never complain about 80 degree anything ever again when i walked in i was like oh yes i only have one fan on and it's a beautiful thing <laughs> Right now in Inglewood, California, it is 75 degrees. Yes, I will take it. I will take it. I will take it. I was miserable without air and during that 101, 105 craziness that we experience. But believe it or not, fall begins on Thursday. <laughs> so I call it summer fall. Um, so it looks like in Pasadena, is that correct? 85 degrees, which again is a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful thing because it is better than 105 and 110. So other than the weather, it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Would you be my neighbor? I love that show, Mr. Rogers. Um, it was just a wonderful show. And the shows back then, they were so meaningful and, and, and had intention about people coming together and people being friends and people apologizing and people being careful about what they say. Nowadays, not the case. I was just, um, out because my mom's birthday is, and happy belated, Colette. My mom's birthday, and I know you guys share the month. My mom's birthday is tomorrow. She'll be 79. And we went to Red Lobster yesterday. And while we were waiting, we were, um, my nieces also, one of my nieces moved to Houston and she's doing Teach for America. So she came home for the weekend for her best friend's, uh, 25th birthday or 20, yeah, 25th birthday. And, um, so we had a chance to have dinner, an early birthday dinner so that Leia could experience it before getting on the plane. And we were talking about, me and my sister were talking about, again, shows and activities that really help folks learn. And one of the things is Schoolhouse Rock. The absolute best. If you are a parent, you need to get the DVD. It's the all-star DVD. It has all the Schoolhouse Rock. And if you're around, if you're at least, mm, I say 40, well, 30 in it plus, you would remember some of the Schoolhouse Rock um 
songs. But I remember vividly and how it was colorful. It had a little diversity to it. And um, you learned. And it wasn't folks shooting up, bang, bang, and just craziness. You know, I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm coming to you from Capitol Hill. You learned about how a bill became law. You learned your parts of speech. Noyons, adverbs, um, inter- interjection for excitement and emotion. Anyway, so me and my sister were singing this at the table while we were waiting for her food and my nieces were just looking at us going, because when we, when I bought the CD to them, I bought the CD for my sister, my nieces were like, I don't know, three and five, something like that. And they were just, you know, we put it on and we had more fun, you know, watching it, you know, cause they hadn't seen it because it was so, it was nostalgic and it was so powerful. To this day, I count 369, 12, 15, 18, 21, 24, 27. Kiana, do you remember this? Are you young and are you old enough to remember the Schoolhouse Rock group? I've only heard about it or of it. I don't know it. Yeah, see, that this was powerful, intentional learning back in the day. The, the, all the smart parts of speech and then all your multiplication. I knew my multiplications. By the time they taught us in school, I already knew them. Because I sang, I could sing the song and you would just be like, okay, you know, three times 10 is 30. And you just, it, it was just, anyway. Um, my fifth so grade you teacher, teach my fifth grade, I'm te- sorry? my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Gratz, she taught me all 50 states in alphabetical order via song. Hmm. Okay. I don't think I've heard that song. She had a song she made up. It was the song that she made up. Yeah. And she actually had me lead the song, lead the class. So, yeah. Okay. Well, at least you got your states on. That's cool. <laughs> Um, I don't remember uh, uh, one with states or capitals or anything like that, but I tell you, like I said, parts of speech, multiplication, uh, and, and then they even got deeper. Like as I grew up, I, I miss they have science rock. They have all these different things. Where, um, but if you get a chance to Google or YouTube um, um, Schoolhouse Rock, the one it was so funny because again, the diversity one where they brought in the, the, the folk was six. Um, and it, it was, um, so when you get a chance, uh, check out that. I'm sure it's on YouTube, uh, Schoolhouse Rock. And it's, I got, I think it's called I Got Six because that's what they say. But it's, it's got this whole little, it's, it's got this whole little, uh, pop lock kind of vibe to it. And it's hilarious, but I, 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 I could say the words, I could sing it to you verbatim. And then they had one, uh, I think it was eight, number eight. No, that's figure eight. Number nine, number nine. That was the jazz one. So, so if you get a chance, Schoolhouse Rock, Multiplication Rock, that's the one you want to look at. And it will crack you up because it really helps you to learn your timetable. So if anybody got grandchildren out there, I'm telling you, hook it up. So anyway, I've got my, one of my favorite guests. Hi, James, honey. How are you? Always saving the day. I'm great. I'm doing totally outstanding. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm hanging in there, except for this side of my mouth. I'm (laughs) <laughs> I'm hanging. She's like, sneeze, get it out. I'm hanging in there. Just, I'm, I'm getting back feeling on my right side here. So don't mind me if I'm making weird faces. I'm, I'm not making weird faces. <laughs> but, um, James always saves the day, and I appreciate it. Um, it's so interesting because now that COVID is not over, I don't care what Biden says, and that's the, we'll deal with that on Wednesday. Okay, we'll deal with that on Wednesday. With Biden talking about COVID is over. 
but you see, I still got my mask. I, I, I just, I just wear it like a, like a bracelet. So whenever I go somewhere, I just stick it on and you know, I'm, I'm a diva. So I got about 50 of them. So they're going to always match my outfit. See the purple in the outfit? Yeah. So okay. that's how I roll. Yeah. I'm always, yeah, I got about 50 or 60. Everybody be like, you, oh, your, your mask game is on point. I said, yeah, cause this COVID is not on point. And so. That's why you see this hanging and I'll be ready to go. What? Hold on. Back away. So when did he, when did he say it was over? So it was something I heard on the news. Yeah, talking about I read it. it is over. Did you hear, did you hear that, James? Yeah, I read it with Biden. It says over. Yeah. Yeah, talking about it's over. Don't you see we don't have no mask on? I was like, okay. Your butt got it twice, but it's, but it's not, but it's over. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, no. I am double boosted. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm double vaccinated, double boosted, and City of Hope has a special shot for cancer patients to make sure we don't get it. I don't know what the really? name of it was, but at this point, I'm, I'm all shot up, so I'm good. Well, and- you know what? I read that they were saying that it's nearing, it ain't there yet, that it's well, your nearing. boy, your boy talking about it's over. See, we don't have no, no mask. No, Look at no, it. Yeah, no, he's, he's no, got the chance with his, no. I got it twice in two weeks self, but anyway. Yeah, he sure that. did. No, it's not over. It ain't over. The fat lady ain't saying a thing. No, it ain't over. So he didn't he didn't pull that out of his yak. Um there there was a um I think it was someone from the CDC or the NIH. They're they're one and the same, but someone from either of those organizations um went on the news and said that it's just about over or pretty it's much nearing over that's, the end. They didn't yeah, say nearing as if we weren't at the end. They said it's pretty much over. They were kind of giving you a hint, like it, it's just about done. So I mean, you could you could say it's nearing if you want to, but they were kind of like, you know, it's pretty much. They were very lightweight about it, just saying that it's nearly, not nearly, but it's just about over. It's done. Like, what I, I, I need I Los Angeles County to say that there's nobody in the hospital with COVID. That there are no positive cases. When That's right. That, That's right. When they say that, all. absolutely. When they it's say not, that, and then, then I might, I might not wear a mask walking out my door. That's right. Then I'll take my mask off. But yeah, uh, yesterday or the day before, I read that there's 677 people in the hospital. 677 people in the hospital. There are reported there are something like 1,632 cases or 1,690. 932 but cases. it's over though 1500 that's just here right no no i Do can't remember if that was just here but no. it's what i read well and I, I think I it was it. just here but no I, it's I, not over when they say there's six people in the hospital and no reported cases and nationwide no cases, and then I, right and nobody's positive then yeah. i'll take my mask off other than that no perhaps perhaps so, yeah, so, yeah, so, yes, yeah, so when he, I heard that, I was in routes, I think I was on my way somewhere, either I leaving to go to work, I saw that, I was like, what is he talking about, and why are you opening your mouth and saying something like that? Oh, they get on my nerves, I'm just, oh, my goodness, but anyway. And LAUSD has, has breakouts on all the floors. Yeah, mm. there were six we, floors with we testing COVID this morning at St. Mary's. Yeah. I was I was at a school visit and I called my associate. She was like, "Yeah, I've been busy testing folks." I was like, "What?" Because if somebody says they were positive, then you got to if you test sat in such a class, they take everybody from that class, all your homies, right. and they test everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I don't, you know, I don't think so. I, I think it's um, yeah, whatever. Um. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, I'm getting text messages. Somebody wants you to sing the song, Kiana, before we get into, before we get into topic for the day. Do you remember the state? <laughs> while yes, I do remember the song in terms of singing in public spaces. Wow. Nobody can see you. Nobody can see you. I mean, hell, I can't even see you. You got your picture up. I so know, come on. but I, 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 come I, on, I, me, I, me, I, me. Come on, me, me, me. Oh, <clears> come on. Maybe, 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 um, uh, next time, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you tried for that, right? You didn't, you shouldn't have put it out there because you sorry. got people texting talking about, oh, I want to hear it. I'm sorry. So I'm just, just yeah. letting you know. So at the end of the show, get you some Listerine, do what you got to do. <laughs> and at 5.55, we're going to put the spotlight on the states. 5.55? I'm, I'm going to be busy at 5.55. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to be busy. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> Okay, so we'll see. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting these text messages and it's cracking me up. So anyway, um, so let's switch reels because my boy James always got a topic to make us think and talk about. Uh, and I appreciate you. Um, I, it's so funny because now, oh, I said all that to say this. That's what I was saying. Now that COVID is somewhat, well, has marinated and, and done its thing. I don't know how to, you know. So now it's like people are more busy. A lot of folks are not at home working. And so, you know, I get my guests and then they're like, oh no, I got to go to work. Oops, I got to do this. So people have been shifting and that's fine. I understand. We'll get you on the show soon. But my boy James, he he saved me again um, after a person um, um, had to uh, had to cancel for an emergency. So today's topic though, I am I'm excited about how we going to dive into this. Um, Brother James, um, Turknet, um, out of Dallas, right? That's correct. Out of Dallas. Um, it's going to talk, we're going to talk today about how to overcome drama and setbacks in your life. Mm, mm, mm. How to <laughs> overcome, because drama is just, it, it's, it's so many layers to drama. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think the layers have increased due to social media. Right. You know, the Greek. I feel, like, I feel like social media has just really taken everything to the next yeah. level. It really has. It really has. And unfortunately, you know, the Greek word, uh, I don't remember what it is, but I know what it means is it, it comes from, uh, I almost thought of it, but it, it means a person with a mask on that goes on stage and acting. It's drama. And so right. drama is high on the rise, whether it's from the president to um, the entertainers. It's drama everywhere you go. Business, education, banking, arts, you know, it's drama. You find drama. So I think that Jesus had a revelation that you couldn't get away from drama. Right. He kind of understood that. So he kind of gave us pillars on how to act when drama comes. Because if you can't avoid drama, that's mean, that means you're going to catch it somewhere. And I don't know about you, Colette. I don't know about you, Keon. But I'm sure, I don't know about you, Corliss, but I'm sure somebody has experienced some drama lately. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get one witness? <laughs> that's why, that's why, my <laughs> what did you say, Keanu? Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> so it, it's on the rise. And so uh, I think you had some questions. You really hadn't finished talking. Did I over talk? You go ahead and tell me what you were about to say. No, I was just saying that you know, we're ready to switch into the drama thing. So so I was just saying that 
social media has really taken things to a whole new level. I mean, you know, we've talked about suicide on, on the, on the, on the podcast before we've talked mm-hmm. about bullying. We've talked about like all these different aspects. Like, I mean, I was teased as a child, you know, I, I didn't have long hair. I had short, short curly hair and I used to get teased so bad, come home crying. My mom would, Oh, you know, and they would talk about me. And then I was a, the kid, and like, oh, you bald-headed because I didn't have, you know, pigtails. And so, right. in essence, I guess that was a sort of a bullying situation, but right. they didn't have the terminology as bullying. It was just, you got teasing, teasing, you know. You yeah. teasing. And so, it was like, um, 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 okay, if you can hear my, my, my text messages are going off. Everybody's like, yeah, drama. Anyway, um, but so th- th- back in the day, it was like you would tease. And I just, I just remember just being teased so much. And it was just, I, I just, cause I was just such a sensitive child, but it was just like, okay, so my hair is short and curly. So because I don't have pigtails, I'm not like the rest of the girls. So I'm bald headed and I'm this and I'm that. And it was just a terrible thing, but it has now increased to the point now where you've got students, you know, the LGBTQIA plus community. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a little boy that killed himself. Mm-hmm. Somebody found out he was gay and mm-hmm. he destroyed him. And he wrote some kind of, not a manifesto, but he wrote a note. He's like, yes, I'm gay and I'm not going to live here anymore, whatever. And he killed himself because mm-hmm. it was on social media that they busted him, quote, busted him out. Mm-hmm. And so you have things like that. You have other, you know, other aspects, but that social media takes folks to a whole new level. Yeah, it's a whole new level. Because, you know, we're we're in a time. Well, I say like this. uh, It doesn't amaze me that Biden is saying what he's saying. I think he's doing what he's employed to do. Uh, I'm not knocking the pandemic. Do I believe it's real? Yes. But do I believe that it was a pattern? I believe that it was. I believe somebody knew about it, somebody patterned it. And so it came. And so they knew it was going to come. And I knew that somebody was going to say it was over. And then right after it was going to be over. Do I think that's the plan? I do. However, I think Michael Jackson was on to something. You remember when he was wearing masks a long time ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was trying to <laughs> warn us and show us something. That some stuff is coming. Y'all need to get ready for it. He wasn't just hiding from people. He was protecting himself. <laughs> but drama, you can't get around drama. It will come to you. I was having a talk with one of my mentees. She's a PR, a publicist. And she goes, I'm not going to say her name. She says she's Texas number one publicist. And uh, she was just telling me how she's really getting her life back together. And I just tell you just a little bit of her story. And it's a drama. You know, she helped rappers and artists of all type. Uh, a lot of the rappers that she worked for, you probably heard of Mo3, he got killed. She had a lot of rappers get killed. And mm. so she didn't kind of phrase. She said, she, she called me daddy. She said, daddy, I don't know. I'm, all my rappers are getting killed. I'm getting a little afraid. So she took this one young rapper from Houston, Texas, took him to New York. And they went to the studios of uh, a very well-known rapper, and uh, because they were called by a DJ to come in and do an interview. While they were on the interview, somebody asked him a question about this rapper. He's well-known. He's pretty wild. She just said, I think he's young and he's just kind of out there. He just, you know, and she said, I'm not just talking about him. I'm talking about a lot of the young people, you know, or out there right now. And some of the things they're doing is just not right. That's all she said. 
Well, they finished the interview. And on their way walking out, they had a, a black SUV to, that brought them there. She saw a black SUV pull up. She thought nothing of it at first, but it looked a little funny. But she thought nothing of it because they were in a black SUV. The doors popped open. People jumped out with Uzis everywhere. And she was scared as hell. She was scared to death. Drama came on them. And they ran in there on them. And, and they started calling her, you B, get out, get out on the floor. You get on the floor, B. And she said, oh, she could hear what the old people say. Hey, run. You got a chance to live. <laughs> she said she, somebody opened the door and she broke, went through the door. Next thing you know, she was in the street. <laughs> she was gone. She left her so, sister. From, from what she said on the air, they came up to the studio. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly what happened. They came, oh, to, wow. the, they came to the studio and, um, uh, she left her sister. She left the rapper and they started asking, yeah, are y'all from Mix a Lot? That rap, that's a record label from Houston, Texas. And the, this was a new rapper. He wasn't from there. And it was just a lot of stuff going on, but she got out. But from that, she was so traumatized. See, drama can leave you traumatized, can leave you drained. It can leave you messed up. It can leave you in a mental situation. You could be on pills for the rest of your life. Uh, you're afraid uh, to go to sleep at night. You can't sleep. You can get, um, uh, you have to get pills to go to sleep. You have to get pills so you don't be so nervous, having fear all day. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but drama can come in all kinds. Of, she's just got around to kind of doing a little better. She was afraid to go out in public for months and months and months, almost a year. And something else happened to her. But we've been working with her really close. So she's kind of bounced back from that. And it was another setback. There are a lot of people having drama and setbacks come to them off of one thing after another. Look like you've been setback and setback. And there are people that are tired of being setback and they feel like they can't go anymore. They can't go on. They feel like they want to give up, throw my hands up in there and quit. But I want to say to you today, you can't do that. You cannot prevent drama from coming to you. So I was on the phone talking to her this week. And I just said, let me show you that I have drama too. So you guys know I've just written a book called Ordinary Day. One of my political chairs, you know, she, everybody says she's a drama queen. I try to get along with her. She says, I'm not a drama queen, Reverend. I work with people. Well, she says, I'm going to buy some of your books. It's fine. So she tells me and I call her today. She doesn't, I can't get her today. She tells me again, I call her, can't get her. Anyway, she says Friday to call her. This is just recently. And I call her and she finally calls me back. She said, okay, let me get out the phone. I got to call you back. Okay, call me back. I got to get out the phone. I'll call you back. I called her back. And then it dawned on me. She's not trying to buy it. And she's going to buy like a bulk. She is trying to disturb my peace. Mm. You got people like that. You follow me? And she's probably saying, Turknet is on the phone looking for some money. You know, drama people keep up mess. Come on, you hear what I'm saying? And, and the reason why I just felt like I know that's what she's doing, because I was on the phone with her one day, and she said, oh, this guy calling me for some money. And basically, she was mocking the guy, so I remembered that. Now, so I told her, look, baby, thank you, and God bless you, and I appreciate you. I released her because there is no reason to bring drama or to say that you're going to do something that you know you're not going to do. You see, you don't have to buy yourself. Now, 
she may have an interest in me, but that in no way in the world going to have her interested in me. I'm not going to be interested in her because she's a liar. There are hmm. people that bring drama. So when I was telling my, my spiritual daughter, she said, yeah, a girl came to me. She wanted me to get the studio for her. And uh, I was busy at the funeral and I told her I was at a funeral. I will get it for me at this time and, and make sure I have this. So I got it. And she never showed up. I said, that is, she said, but you know what? I did all that for her. And I had that studio guy there and he was there for hours and he has to be paid. And she didn't think nothing about it. So what I'm saying is you may have drama brought to you and it's not your fault. Somebody may just bring it across your path. That can happen in this time. It happens every day. Well, how do you deal with drama? I like to go with Jesus and I like to go back to Jesus. People are calling me and, um, and uh, I don't have time to talk to them. Some people asked me earlier, are you on the air? It says 5 p.m. I said, well, that's not central time. <laughs> and it says on there, it says, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, anyway, you know, I did not pay attention, okay? So I already recognize it. It's not central time, okay? And so, uh, again, if a person really wants to connect with you, if they really wants to follow you. They'll pay attention. That's the step. We're in a different season. We can't do things the way we have been doing them in the last season. That's why sometimes when I come on and uh, with Colette or Yolanda and I hear some of the people are saying things like, hey, we got to go back to the old way of religion. I don't think so. We got to go back to this. I think we need to go forward. But I do think we need to keep our relationship with Jesus correct, saying he said something similar. That if you have pearls, pearls is good stuff. He said, you can't throw your pearls out to swine. Swine are pigs. Pigs are animals that don't respect stuff. So he said, you can't give good stuff to people that don't respect it. Hmm. Why? Because they'll trample over it. They will step on it. They will break them. They don't even understand the value of them. They'll put slop on them. And there are a lot of people who don't understand the value of you. And there are a lot of people don't understand the importance of you. And if they don't know the purpose of a thing, they will abuse it. And so you got to understand you're very valuable and important. You're very valuable. You're a very important person. If you wasn't, you wouldn't have been created. And you have a purpose for this life. And so everybody is not designed to be in your life. There are some people you don't need to give 30 minutes to there are some people you don't need to give 15 minutes to. There are some people you don't need to give five. Hmm. Some people only need 15 minutes. I remember a long time ago on the cell phone, they used to have this little thing on there where when a person went 15 seconds, they'd let you know. You know, and that was your way when the cell phone bills were really high back in the days. Everyone doesn't need. Hey, Alicia, I see you on there, Pastor. God bless you. And everybody don't need that time in your life. Because listen, they're just not valuable people. They're not valuable though. I mean, I hate to say that. You gotta be like a police officer. Let me mm. explain what I'm you gotta know a person in 30 seconds or less. Because <laughs> that might mean your life. You can't stop drama from coming across your you don't no longer have a month to get to know people. Six months to get to know people. You need to have a discernment to know who people are right now. Hello, some right now. How's the most folks say? Right now. Because, <laughs> Yolanda, we ain't got time to play with people. You hear what I'm saying? Playing is over. So we need to get in and we need to have purpose. And if people don't understand your purpose, if people don't understand your value, guess what? They don't need to be, they need to see your, not see your presence. 
because your presence is so important. You are so important to God that he said you are the apple of his eye. Ain't that awesome? He said he loved you. you the apple of his eye. And just because they can't see it, don't mean you're not. Hmm. You got to believe in yourself. So where am I going right here? And this time, we're in a thing called the third day. I'm going to break it down to you. Y'all ready? I'm give it to you. Drum roll. As Jesus <laughs> rose on the third day, as he rose, he's going to rise up the black people, and they're going to be the eyes of the church and the people to usher in the coming of the Lord. And they're going to bring all races together, which means they're financially this is where the little scripture said the first should be last. If you look all across the world, now I'm going to give you some revelation. Yolanda may not agree with this, but she going to get something. This, Yolanda, you're going to get this. You still there? Are you there, Yolanda? Black people are last all around the world. But guess what? God had it planned that way. He said the first should be last. Who was first? The dark people. Every color come out of the dark person. Every color. Dark is a primary color. Then you get secondary color, green, brown, orange. That's a secondary color. And then you get a tertiary color. That's pink, yellow, white. We're all shaded down. So he said last. He said, but the last should be first. We have went to first place. Most of us don't know it. We don't have the revelation. So we're fighting with people. We're fighting with drama. Pastors are fighting with members. People are fighting with folks. You don't have to fight in this season. Like the prophet said, hold your peace. Let the Lord fight my battle. You ain't got to fight with nobody in this season. If you know the purpose and destiny that you walk in, you don't even have to answer everybody. Because Hmm. everybody don't deserve an answer back. I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? You can hold peace because there's some battles you won't have to fight. You can understand that you have been made uh, a powerful tool in the hand of God. And you've been created for such a time as this. And so even though the world is going around and you don't know which way it's going and it's all messed up, guarantee this, watch this, watch this. Your life, you're just where you're supposed to be. Oh, wow, my life ate up. I don't like what's happening. So much drama and setbacks, but you are just where you're supposed to be. And when you identify that you are where you're supposed to be, that's the first step in getting healing. So if you're going to be helped, you got to first identify I'm where I'm supposed to be. Then number two, you got to remove the fear because you can't never do anything uh, when fear is in there. Now, I'm not saying all the fear is going to just go away. Uh, it doesn't happen like that. There are some things you're going to have to do while you're still afraid. You're going to have to go back to school afraid. You're going to have to be challenged afraid. You're going to have to try some new things. You're going to have to invent some things. You're going to have to uh, 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 complete some things afraid. But the fear is going to leave. It's going to leave and it's going to go away and it's going to subside. You're not going to have it anymore. Okay. And you have to get within yourself. Well, how do I do that? You have to sit down and talk to yourself because in order to get an answer for any situation, you have to get within yourself. That's why the scripture says something like this. He said, he talks about uh, you being the powerfulness of what's inside of you. Greater is he that is inside of me. What is the spirit is inside of you. So when you go and get inside yourself and you talk within yourself to the greater spirit inside of you, then you eventually get a revelation for where you're supposed to go. And so 
God may be loading you with new directions in this season. So do not look at the things, the former things or the things of old, but God said, I'm doing, behold, I'm doing a brand new thing. So nobody has seen what I'm doing for you. Nobody understands what I'm doing for you. That's why I can't nobody explain it to you except me. So you've got to come to God to get an explanation. That's why I said on one of Yolanda's shows, we're in a paradoxal shift, not a paradigm shift where you shifted your mindset of your culture, but a paradoxal shift where you got a new pattern because you messed up on the earth pattern. Now you had to get a revelation from a new place. You had to get it from a, another place. So you got a paradoxal heavenly pattern that God reveals to you and he's giving you that pattern so you can now uh, create happiness and peace around you and your situation. And you might be walking through drama right now. You might be in the valley of shadow and death. Yea, though I walk through the valley and shadow and death. You might be in the valley right now. It's crawdads, it's snakes, it's vibes, it's everything out there. It could be scary, but you're going through the valley. You do not stay in that situation. Come on, you hear what I'm saying? There is a at the end of the tongue. And I like how David said, he said, you prepare a table for me in front of my enemy. So God had to have you in that situation to protect you because in the valley, even though you're around danger, you're protected because God knows if you're on top of the mountain, you can get hit easily by a sniper and you're not ready for that yet. So he had you in the valley to protect you. To keep you. Ah, when you could not keep yourself, he's been keeping you. When you could not help yourself, he's been helping you. When you could not instruct yourself, and some of you are tired. You the boss at home, you the boss on the job, you tired of being a boss. You need a man in your life, you need something. God said, I want to be the help for you right now. I want to be the total help. I want to strengthen you. And I everything that I promise to you, I shall. Bring it to pass. I will bring it to pass. It is not going to be long. There is no failure in God. I don't know. I'm blessing you right now. Hallelujah. You just got to encourage yourself that you're going to make it. You tell yourself, I'm going to make it. I'm somebody. Look at the mirror and say, you pretty girl. You look good. You are nice. <laughs> look at you with your gorgeous self. Look at you, your handsome self. You tell yourself how good you look. You speak life to yourself. Stop talking like regular people. Oh, black people going through. Black people ain't got. Baby, let me tell you something. Gonna shock you. Londa, I hope you're hearing this. We talking about how much black people don't have? Guess what? Black people spend $1.3 trillion a year. Black people got a whole oh, money on money that we don't have, but we somehow spend that money. We spend that money. Watch this. It's the have and the have nots. That's what it is. <laughs> you got the haves that won't give the have nots. We don't share with one another. We don't work with one another. That's changing too. Cause God is taking it out of the hands of the haves and putting it in the hands of the have nots. And so watch this. Watch this. Don't you worry. Your t- Time is coming. Don't you worry. Your season is coming. This is a scripture says, he says, I'm bringing down the green tree. That's the prosperous one. The one that's just flourishing. Everything is going on. It's at everything it needs. God said, oh, you here. You watched it, but it's coming down. It looks like it ain't coming down, but it's gone. I fired it. It's just still standing up. 
I fired the green tree and I'm bringing up the brown tree. Well, what is the brown tree? It's the dead looking one. Ain't can't get off the ground, having a hard time move, can't get the business up, can't get no money, can't get no loan, no grass. The brown tree is coming up because it's the season of the brown tree. And all of a sudden, that green tree gonna fall. Or the brown tree is in the ground. And it's been rooting in the ground because sometimes it takes trees. They are rooting the ground for 12, 13 years and grow 13 feet overnight because they were rooting all the time. So no matter, don't measure yourself with anybody else. Let them go fast. Just go the pace you were designed to go. Be the person you were designed to be. And you are already everything you need to be. For what you coming. Now, I just wrote the book on Ordinary Day. And let me tell you something. You're talking about drama. It's about David Bathsheba. Bathsheba, and a lot of people will not know this, was the daughter of a queen, a monarch, a queen out of Africa. That's correct. Her name means daughter of, of Sheba. That's what her name means. She was royal. She had it maids already. She married a soldier, an officer out of Israeli army. And he happened to be an officer under the commander, chief and commander, King David. And so he was also one of the 37 royal guards, kind of like secret service that stayed by the, the king's house. So they stayed in the vicinity of the king. They protected him. And so this lady was sitting in a good situation. And one night, her her night changed. I don't know. Drama may have changed your whole world in one day. Wrecked your world. And her night changed tremendously. She was raped, taken advantage of. And I don't know, many of you may have been raped. Taken advantage of. Misused and abused. I don't know. So many, so much drama out here. And so a lot of people don't understand this, but there are people in church full of drama. David, even though he loved God, he had drama in him too. He had drama. And so well, on the streets, they got to say, say, leave the drama for your mama. <laughs> but I'm not saying that's true, okay? Just leave the drama. Because right now we need to be drama free. We don't want to be part of the problem. We want to be those people who are answers to the problem. And God's cutting away people from you, Carlos, and from us who are not for you. That's why you're losing so many friends that used to be like, we were cool. They can't go with you in this season. In this season, they couldn't ride on you no more. In this season, they couldn't ride with you no more. So you're getting prepared to do something new that haven't been done before. And unfortunately, they would only mess up your new season. So you're going to have to have the right people around you, the right people to help you, because you have a purpose that's out of this world. I hear what I'm saying? And so Bathsheba, she went through that, and David did some crazy things. He raped her, kind of like a pastor raping a member, a shepherd raping a sheep. That's sad. A king raping one of his own people, but he raped one of his own soldiers Wives, he committed adultery, all because the spirit of rape, a lust was upon him, and he allowed himself to go too far. Not only was she married to one of the soldiers, uh, she was married. Her grandfather was uh, the first advisor to the king. 
So he hurt a lot of people making bad decisions. Maybe you've made bad decisions to hurt a lot of people. Maybe you've been with somebody that made a lot of bad decisions and it affected you. That's drama. You couldn't stop it or you didn't stop it or you wouldn't stop it, but you can overcome this drama in your life. And she had to go through this. Then David tried to bring her husband home and cover up the drama. He tried to cover it up. King David, he wrote the 23rd Psalm. He wanted to cover up the drama. And then when the soldier would not bend to get in on it, what he wanted to do, he had him killed. More drama. And married his wife. Ain't that something? That's drama. <laughs> that is. That's drama. That's in my book, Ordinary Day. He had the man killed and he thought everything was okay, but it was never okay in God's eyesight. To create all that drama. It was not. And when people bring drama to you, it's not okay. So don't think that people get away when they dramatize you. They never get away. So don't feel like you got to do something. You got to, I got to get them back. I got to get revenge. There's a little secret that vengeance is mine. And I want to encourage you that you the reason why the drama was brought to you because how powerful you are. Mm-hmm. And everyone on here, we got some of the most powerful women on here right now. Yolanda is so powerful. Uh, I'm, I'm Colette is coming to Colette because that's her name. So powerful. Dr. Carl is so powerful. Kiana is so powerful. Uh, Alicia is so powerful. Everyone on here is so powerful. I mean, these are some powerful people. So why would the devil bring drama to you? Because you are a powerful person. And he's trying to abort your future. You are the answer for the world. You are the answer for the future. So he's trying to stop you from getting to that place. Big things are getting ready to happen for you. Eyes haven't saw, ears haven't heard. The big stuff is getting ready to fold for you. The things is getting ready to happen. Uh, the, the contrasts are getting ready to be put in your hand before the year is out. Things is getting ready to come. So the enemy, if he can stop you and get you all worked up, fired up, and talking negativity, you can negate your beautiful, bright future. If you can think on negative things and you don't think on positive stuff, you can kill your future. If you're talking about, because drama kings and queens, all they do is talk about negativity. They talk about people. Small minds talk about people. That's right. Small mediocre, they talk about people. And medium minds, they teach people. Great minds, they inspire people. You have been created in God's image and likeness to be great and to, and inspire people to do great things. I don't care what people say. In the city of Dallas, I have a thing that's called taking the city, taking the city by force. Ugh. And as I walk some of the buildings I'm walking in and I went to go see one of my spiritual girls uh, that was up under me in her daycare. I used to own the daycare. She owns two daycares in Dallas now. One in Southeast and one in Southwest. And I went over there. I saw all those beautiful kids. Wow. And I was just like I was at home. Like when I used to own the daycare. And so I'm so happy that she's the owner. See, because I always told them, I will give you the opportunity to take my job. You can have my job. And then I could move on to something else. I'm not raising you up. I'm not keeping you down at a certain point. I want you to surpass me. 
And that's the attitude we got to have, that we're not doing this for our fame, our fortune, but we're doing this for the kingdom. We're building each other. And when we start building each other, then we'll become all have. Everybody have more than them. And we won't have have nots. But as long as we're takers and we're not people that work together, like you ladies are working together, like Yolanda and, and Carlos is working together and helping and Kiana is giving up that time, then you're not going to have the success. Success is not by osmosis. It's, it's, it's gotta be something that you, you, you plan and you thought about and, and, and you think about and you think about. Most people are broke because they think they're broke. Most people are rich because they think they're rich. Whatever you think is what you're going to become. And watch this. Jesus said something very similar. He said, you will have the poor with you always. He never said a man has to be poor. So he never prescribed you have to be poor. He said they'll be with you always. Now watch this. Yes, yes, I see that. I see that, Colette. If you have stopped producing things, if you have stopped creating things, if you have stopped being productive, if you have stopped being an inventive, if you have stopped doing things like God, starting things, you're already in a movement of poor. You're not doing like God. You are supposed to be creating stuff. You are supposed to be doing stuff. Can I get with somebody? You're not supposed to be in a box. No, you were creating God image. And so you're not supposed to be in lack. You're not, you're supposed to be blessed in abundance because that's what God give creators is blessings. And so maybe it's time to get back in that move. And so I don't care who you are, what level you are, how many degrees you have. Cause degrees are just a piece of paper. It's what you do with what you have that means something. Knowledge is not power. It's how you utilize it gives you power. I was doing a seminar one time. My mentor, our mentor, Tony, he stops and said, JT, I said, yes. He said, knowledge ain't power. I said, what? He said, it's potential power. If It's only power if you use it. Mm. And there are a lot of people who got degrees, pieces of paper, been to places, never used it. Never used it. So you have the power. And God says, simply like, I put this power in earthly vessels. So he put the power inside of you. And the writer says, greater is he who's inside of you. Who's that? The Holy Spirit, symbolic of Christ Jesus inside of you. He guides you. He directs you. And he guides you in the righteousness. And so this is Mindful Mondays. And I want you to know that... <laughs> It ain't really a religious program now, but it's a mindful program, okay? That your mind has to be right. If your mind is wrong, you don't have to get in the race, baby. You're not going to win. Because you don't believe it's not going to happen. But if your mind is right, you're going to win. You can have whatever you have. I'm going to tell you something. I want to talk to the person out there that prays. It seems like the prayer I don't get answered. I'm going to tell you that's been me too in my past, okay? Let me say, people say, God don't want you praying about small things. God cares about everything about you. He knows the hairs on your head. 
He knows the smallest, minute things about you. Every scar on your body, every tissue. He knows everything about you. So he wants you to pray about it. I wanted this black 300. And um, our, I was married. Son, and I, I guess I kind of negated it a little bit. And I prayed for it. And I kind of negated it a little bit. And I was driving down the street. And I stopped on the street. And I looked to the right, and there was a black 300, and the guy next to me was bouncing. Boom! And it was like he was laughing at me like, see, I got your card. I'm like, God, wait a minute. That's the card. You assumed that he was after you. <laughs> he laughed at me like, I got your card. And God was like, yeah. I said, you got to explain this to me. And this is how God explained it to me. Well, you know how the prayers go up? Yeah, yeah. They go to the third heavens. Yeah. He said, they come up to me. But the devil is in the second heaven. I'm like, really? On the way back down, the answer, I give you the answer. But he tried, you know, how many of y'all know anything about football? Intercepts it, try to hold on to it. And when you get in the negate, you get weary and you get, oh, I'm so tired of praying. Oh, this has been too long. You get, oh. You negate the prayer you prayed, and he gave it to one of his children. And then they be laughing at you, bouncing and laughing at you, jamming and laughing at you. You be like, why I didn't get it, God? But you know what? I said, okay, I got the revelation, God. You gave it to me. Now, guess what I just got a couple months ago? I have a black-on-black black 300, brand spanking new. Hello, somebody. Because I was not going to let the devil have my promise. Amen? And so... I'm, that's a car, but it could be housed. It could be anything that you put your mind to. Whatever God promised you, you have to believe. And you have to believe that he'll bring it to pass. He'll give you, he'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll bring it to pass. You don't, now sometimes he'll challenge you to do things. I never forget. And I heard a story about a pastor. I'll tell you a true story. I was looking for this building at the time. This was a lot of money at the time. It was back in the nineties and we needed 650,000 and that was a lot of money back then for a building in Texas. Okay. I know that ain't nothing now, <laughs> but anyway, it was a lot of money. Well, we didn't have the money. We had some thousands of dollars in our account. So I told my board, we're going to take this and give it to churches, give a thousand to each church. They're like, what? I heard one of my co-leaders, she said, brother, if you lost your mind, <laughs> you know how long it took us to, to save all that money, we're going to give it away. So we're going to give it away. I gave it away. I was a leader. I really felt led by God to do it. And the building we was believing for, um, the guy over was a pastor. He said, he's a mega pastor. He says, I never had anyone give us that kind of money before. I'm going to let you guys come in the building. So he let us come in for free. True story. All because I was obedient. And he had like 3,000 members. He let us come in there free. So what I'm saying is that when you are obedient to what God tells you, and that hurts a little bit, he'll help you. I heard Joel Osteen talking about it yesterday, how they were building, his dad was building, wanted to build a building, and they basically had just didn't have enough money. They couldn't get nowhere. The money wasn't coming in. So his dad called the board and said, look, it's not coming in. And while he was in prayer, he said, God told him it was a Spanish church that was building the building and they had built the foundation, but they was, they were out of money. 
Well, Joel Osteen's dad said he felt led. They were supposed to give to the Spanish church the money they had saved. And um, they gave the money to the Spanish church. And, of course, they it was enough money to help them build their whole building size it was. So they built their entire building. Well, years later, years later, Joel is the pastor. So he's moving and daddy and the daddy got their money later on. The church got their money and bought two or three buildings and paid for them cash debt free. Well, Joseph pastor, this 10,000 seat church. And now he's moving to the compact center, which is like 16, almost 17,000 people. And he's leaving there. He's thinking about how good times he had in that church. And he said, well, I'm going to my next destiny. And this is what happens. He looks so, see a rainbow in the sky and he smiles. And then he says something, said, look to the side, look to the side, it's a little Spanish church. And they had a sign there. He never saw it before. It said, thank you, Lakewood Church. This is Joel Osteen Church for building our church. <laughs> he was like, wow. So he thought to himself, that offering my dad gave is what's blessing of me to get this bigger building. So what I'm saying, the things that you do Decide what you have tomorrow. So he understood. Then the mother came to him later and said, yes, your daddy said one day we would have a compact center. He said, really? I didn't even know that. She showed it to him on a video. So the things that you're doing today, you're setting up the future for your children and your children's children. For your family, if you have no family or if you have uh, other adopted, you have foster, whatever, it doesn't matter. God is blessing you from the things that you're doing today or your immediate family. So make sure that you're doing powerful things that are important and, and that you're being led by God. So we're talking about how to overcome drama. Uh, who out there have had some serious drama? I know I have. But I've cut off a whole lot of people that bring drama. But i got to be honest and tell you the truth. Sometimes God will let drama stay in your life. Why? 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 Why, Yolanda? Why? Why would he let us say in your life? Why, Dr. Carlos? So see how you're going to react to it. See what you're going to do with it. Exactly. See how you react. And to make you stronger. There are times when God won't move the drama. Let you get, you got a coworker, they just, you know, pick on you every day. I read in the scriptures yesterday that we are to rely on God. Mm -hmm. We are to rely on God. Yes. We are supposed to say, Lord, help me. Can you move this burden? <laughs> I just read this yesterday during the prayer call. Is oh. that right, Pastor? Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. Rely on God. Because if we don't believe that God can do it all, then we've lost our faith. Then yes. what are we what are we doing? Because if we don't give our burdens and our troubles and our afflictions to God, and we try to take care of that without God, why? Why? Mm -hmm. And I, I have to, I'm guilty of that. And mm -hmm. I also know that my troubles would be lessened if I were doing what I should be doing daily, consistently. Wow consistent and i i have to thank god that it's only what i have and nothing more which and those troubles are manageable mm -hmm. stressful creates yes. a lot of anxiety for me 
but yeah. nevertheless manageable because I have to know that above all, God's got this. Yes. God's he got said, this. He said he'll give you no more than you're able to bear. So whatever you got, even though it's getting on your last nerve, you're able to bear it. You were made for this. You were created for it. You may not like it, but it's strengthening you. And watch this. He said that everything his son went through, you have to go through also. Jesus had one of the disciples who became an apostle. His name was Judas. Judas was stealing the money. And with Jesus, Judas was the devil, but he was with Jesus. Now, why would God put Judas there with his son, Jesus? <laughs> that, does that make sense? Doesn't make any sense because Jesus had to be tried too. <laughs> so if Jesus had to be tried, we have to be tried. And, and Jesus knew what he was doing and never exposed him. Now, ain't that amazing? He didn't go off on him. Hmm. And the reason why I know he knew who he was, because he said, have not I chose you 12 and one of you is the devil? He knew he was the devil. He said, the devil. <laughs> they said, is it me, Lord, or who's the devil? He said, it's the one I stick in my, my hand and give to him. He, he stuck his hand in the thing and gave to Judas. They still didn't understand. <laughs> they were just as blind. <laughs> he, knew Jesus, he knew Judas was the devil. He knew it, but that was picked because watch this. God also knew that Jesus was in the flesh. So watch this. The same drama you get, Jesus got too. The same feelings you have, Jesus had. Jesus had to get up and run sometimes, okay? <laughs> he had to cry sometimes. He felt some kind of way many times. Mm -hmm. He had to go through. So God left Judas there. And did not move it. And so he had to bear. And so also there is a plus side to this. He knew that Jesus, Jesus was in the flesh. And Jesus' flesh didn't want to die. His flesh might start talking and saying something. You know what? I don't want to die for James and Corliss and, uh, uh, and, 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 and Yolanda and um, Kiana and Alicia. And them. I don't want to die for them. You know, his flesh is talking. I, I, I want you to move this cup away from me. I don't want to go through all this hell that I'm going to go through. I can look in the cup and see how much hell is in it. I don't want to go through that. That's his flesh talking. But Judas was there, sold him out. So in just in case his flesh got big, he was sold out to finish the job that God had planned for him to do. Your life is already completed. Nothing can stop you from becoming who you're supposed to be. The only thing that can stop you is you if you're not willing to be heroic and take up your cross. And that's a choice you have to choose every day. There's two people, the hero and the coward. They're the same man. Each day you just you wake up, you're going to be the hero, take up your cross, or you're going to be the coward. Blame somebody else. Somebody mm -hmm. else is... I'm wow. the other reason why... I would be doing better than one from these people. If my mom and them had, if, if I hadn't been born here, if they hadn't did this, they hit my car, this went wrong, my cat scratched my dog bit me. I, you know, it's always something. But the hero says, I'm okay. I'm going to make it. I got this. And they take things and they walk through the drama. God didn't promise she wasn't going to have it. <coughs> he said, you can overcome it. <clears throat> so I just want to say to the person out there right now, 
you can overcome your drum. Take it over right now. I need to get a cup of drink of water. <laughs> well, we were just, it's about to end anyway. That was a good, that's the, I hate that you're choking on it, but that's a very good segue to end today's podcast. Wow. What powerful, powerful words. You can take it, take it or break it. Wow. That's, that's it. I mean, what, what more can one say at, at this point? Thank you so much, James, for shedding some light on this and helping us to think through the fact that we are in control of our destiny and what, and, and because we are in control of our destiny, we pick and choose what are we going to be, like you said, are we going to be the coward? Or are we going to be the hero? The hero. And so it's time for you to take that high road and stop being the coward. Stop being scared and look forward. Look at the light that's at the end of the tunnel because it is there and it is flickering. But, mm-hmm. you got, but, but it's there. And as long as you can see it flicker, that means you're moving closer and closer to it. So thank you for joining us, James. Always bringing a great, 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 great word to think about. I let me let me miss my book, Ordinary Day. Get it, James Turner, B-U-R-K-N-E-T-T, Ordinary Day. Just type it in. Thank Walmart. you very much. Ordinary Day on, on, on Amazon as well. Yes. Okay. Ordinary day on Amazon. So please check that out. And until next week, thank you for listening to Mindful Mondays with Dr. Corliss Bennett. We are bringing on my brother. I don't see him, but he looks like he's on. Um, oh, there you are. Hi, honey. Godwin Orkay is here. How you look at all, look at all spiffy with your bow tie and, and your suspenders and things. Okay. So I am going to, um, now sign off of my Mindful Monday so that he can take over with his podcast. And until next week, bye for now. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. Take care. Take care. Have a good evening, and thank you for joining us right here at ITRN Radio. Thank you, Dr. James Turkneck. Always a pleasure to see you and hear from you. Thank you so much for joining us. We need to get ready for Dr. Godwin Orkay, who will be bringing in your own words, and he's got a great guest this afternoon. So give us a minute. We need a 10-second break right here, a station ID. This is Intentional Talk Radio Network, and thank you for joining us right here on Monday. And we've got In Your Own Words with Dr. Godwin Orkay. And don't forget, folks, you can always get us at 682-710-1101. That's 682-710-1101 for your questions, your comments. If you're not joining us by Zoom. And don't forget, this is ITRNRadio.com. You can get this and all of your favorite podcasts on all of your favorite platforms. We're on all of them. Try us. I'm sure you're going to like us. And I think we have got, we're ready to go with Dr. Godwin Orke and his special guest for this afternoon. Dr. Orke. Let's get ready. I was not ready. Uh-huh.